0: Welcome to the Achieve My Wellness Podcast. I'm Chris Valentine from 100.7 KICK FM, joined as always by the great doctors, Dr. Evan, Dr. Jared. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, Hello Chris. So this week, we're going to be talking about summer shape. Since the temps
1: are warming up, let's get in shape, right? Hey, Amen. And now is the time to really start focusing in on that, that summer body that everybody's kind of looking at and looking for. And so today, we're going to really discuss what does that look like, because um, ultimately, we don't need to spend five hours a day in a gym. So we're going to discuss some amazing principles today about really how to get that body into that summer shape that you're looking for. I was just going to ask, I was like, please tell me it's not that difficult. <laughs> <You>
0: know, <laughs> how easy is it or what are the steps that we can take then to get in summer shape the quickest and feel better about ourselves?
2: Well, absolutely. We can talk about getting into that perfect body that we all want, but we got to focus on more of lifestyle when we talk about that because it's not just about losing weight and looking thin for the couple months of summer and then not worrying about it again until next summer we want to make sure that we continue to keep our bodies in good physical fitness for our lives because the more physically fit you are the healthier your body is going to be and the more strength you have or the more strength you build early on in life in your 20s 30s and 40s it has an amazing impact on what the rest of your life is going to be when you get into your 70s 80s and 90s and so making sure that we are always focusing on our fitness as a, on a daily basis rather than just oh crap it's going to be beach season soon mm-hmm. <laughs> i need to start thinking about this now i think the focus is even more important
0: now with covid happening i think people have put on more Wait The quarantine um, 15
2: or 25. Or 30. Is a, COVID, it, it, COVID,
1: it, it, the, the COVID-19 has actually it, taken on yeah, a new yeah, term, right? Yeah, yeah. It is yeah, a yeah. very
2: real thing, man. It is a very real
1: thing. So uh, what's step one? Where do we go? Well, I think, you know, first of all, we have to understand where we are at as a nation, right? Why is it so important that we exercise, not just like Dr. Evan was saying, not to just to get into that summer shape that we're looking for, but in all reality, um, it's, a, it's a lifestyle. And we have major diseases that are unfortunately plaguing us as a... Americans and as citizens, just because we are not moving and we're not doing the things that we should be doing, leading to arthritis and different types of pains that we have. But let's let's face it, and let's look at it. There's there's 20.7 percent of people um, don't exor- exercise like they like they should. In fact, um, in fact, the majority of the people are exercising wrong or incorrectly one-third of America's youth is unfit to actually be in the military these days. I mean, you think about the obesity and the obesity trends that are taking place in our country right now. You have one-third of our American youth is unfit to actually be part of our military. And so what does that mean? Well, that means that we have obese adults coming into the, into the picture here shortly. 68.5% of our adults are overweight or obese, leading to things like heart disease, diabetes, different types of cancers. And so when we talk about exercise, it's, it's not necessarily, again, about that shape. It's literally about how are we changing your lifestyle, how are we changing the legacy of your family so that we're not dealing with and suffering with all these chronic illnesses and chronic diseases as we age. So when you talk
0: about exercise, uh, I think we've talked about this before. It's not like you said, going to the gym and working out for two hours because I know a lot of people, including myself, I'm like, I don't have two hours to go to the gym every day. So like, what do I do?
2: Exactly. You know, one of the biggest, biggest pushbacks when we talk to our patients about, okay, how do we get exercise into your daily lifestyle is I just don't have time. Well, you don't have to go to a gym. You don't have to have a lot of equipment. You don't have to take two to three hours out of your day to go for a five mile walk or run to be in shape. Actually, research shows that it is better for your body to work out less, but more intense. And so when we t- talk to our patients about exercise, we talk to them about what we call surge training or HIIT training, high intensity, low interval training. And what this is, is we tell people that all you have to do is do body weight exercises for a short amount of time. 15 to 20 seconds at a time. Sometimes like people who want to challenge themselves, stretch it out to 30 seconds to maybe even 60 seconds at a time. And then you got rest and you let your heart rate come back down. And so the way I like to do it is I pick five to six of my favorite exercises. Okay. It typically looks like this. I'll do push-ups, I'll do squats. I'll do burpees. I'll do abs. I'll do running in place. And I'll do like jumps or high knees or something like that, something to get my full body moving and get my heart rate up. But here's the thing. You have to do that at 80 to 90 to even 100 percent of your max effort. So you should, after 20 seconds, you should be bent over sucking wind. (laughs) I mean, you should be breathing heavily. You want your heart rate to get up into that high, high levels. And so after those 20 seconds are done, you rest for 20 seconds. You let that heart rate come back down. But then you set a timer again. You go for another 20 seconds. And so you're 20 seconds on, 20 seconds off, 20 seconds on, 20 seconds off. So those six exercises that I do, I do each of those three times Mm -hmm. for 20 seconds each. And then I rest for 20 seconds. Literally, it only takes me 12 minutes to get through a full workout. But research shows that when you can do this type of exercise for 12 minutes, your metabolism gets jump started and you'll actually be burning fat for the next 36 to 48 hours when you're done with a 12 minute exercise. But here's the kicker. For people that go on a 2 hour run and they're running for miles on miles, that actually stimulates cortisol in your body. So yes, you might be in that fat burning mode for those hour to 2 hours that you're running, but as soon as you're done, that cortisol kicks in and it actually tricks your body into storing fat. So you're not burning fat anymore. You're actually storing fat because of all the cortisol that gets released when you are in high levels of uh, intense workout or not, not high levels, but when you are doing like long jogs or long runs, when your heart rate's not getting to that high intense levels.
0: I'm glad you said that because I do not like running. And I know a lot of people probably don't like long distance running. I'm not very good at. And when you say you do 20 on 20 off and you do uh, so many exercises, do you keep going right away or do you stop in between, let's say if you're doing jumping jacks. Do you wait a minute or two to go to the next one or you go right into it?
2: Go right into it. You, you, you're 20 seconds on rest for 20 seconds and then you work out heavily for 20 seconds and then you rest for 20 seconds. And it's that up and down, getting that heart rate to peak and getting that heart rate to come back down. That's what actually stimulates testosterone and other hormones in your body to stimulate your metabolism and help you burn fat for a duration of time after you're done working out. You said some of the uh, some of the ones that people can do burpees, obviously jumping jacks, running in place. You said you do squats, it's, maybe or yeah, it's all body weight exercises. Okay. I mean, I do like to challenge myself, and I'll add weights and free weights in there a little bit too. But for people who are not wanting to spend a lot of money on equipment, for mm-hmm. people who are maybe they have a bad shoulder or a bad knee or something where they can't use a lot of heavily equipment, this type of exercise is great because it's all body weight. You don't need to spend a lot of money. You don't need to have uh expensive gym membership, and you can modify all these exercises if you have an injury. And so it is an extremely easy way to get your body active. No excuse not to do it then, right? No
1: excuse, and I love how you talked about not run, not having to run, right? So there's a there's a couple of research studies out there that really uh, why do we why do we exercise other than just getting in shape or staying in that physical shape? You look at exercise. The way I look at exercise too is that if you want to increase your longevity in life, okay, exercise is not necessarily just to to look a certain way. It's literally to increase your lifespan and your ability to be independent as you age. If you lose strength and you're losing your balance and your coordination, unfortunately, you're going to end up in a nursing home and some is going to take care of you. So, doing that exercise, putting that in is is super important for your longevity and the vitality of your life. Now, you talked about r- running just a little bit ago. This is this is really interesting. So, it says researchers found that walking just for 30 minutes, okay? So, even if you walk For 30 minutes, if you're on a walk, do what Dr. Evans said. Just walk fast for a block, walk slow for a block. Walk Mm -hmm. fast for a block, walk slow for a block. But just doing that improved the patient's symptoms faster than any uh, antidepressant. So when we talk about just anxiety and depression and all these things, when we talk about those things, just your exercise is going to literally change the way that that person's mindset and how they're going about their day. A 2012 study found that four months of high-intensity interval training, like we're talking about here, improved cognitive function, uh, such as the ability to think ability to recall, and also the ability to make quick decisions. And so if you think about not only people that are depressed or anxious, well, now we're talking about those people that have short-term memory loss or whatever it may be. This exercise and this type of exercise is literally going to help with the cognitive ability of people as well. So it's not just, again, about you know the internal stuff or looking a certain way, but we're talking about the overall wellness and longevity of your life and what this is going to do there's there's tons of things out there. I mean, uh, Glamour did a poll uh, a while back and, and they talked about 97% of women um, have these daily thoughts of like, I hate my body, right? I hate my body. I hate it. down, and they, and they just go through and these play these negative things in their head. And so just by getting up in the morning, doing some positive affirmations and starting your exercise workout, it's amazing how that changed your lifestyle, how it changes your brain going into your day. So you can literally change your thoughts just by exercising, feeling good about yourself, increasing the oxygenation and getting some of those hormones to release, like Dr. Evan was just talking about just a little bit ago. And so again, the exercise that we're talking about is absolutely critical to vitality and longevity, and ultimately your independence as you go through life.
0: And I know some people uh, are going to be saying, I know Dr. Evan, you uh, talked about this a second ago, if they have an injury, let's say you have a bad knee or your knees are bad, or maybe your shoulder is bad, you can still work out. Don't use that as a crutch or an excuse not to work out.
2: Absolutely. You know, so many of these exercises that we can that we are doing and we are teaching our patients to do can be modified for somebody who has a bad knee. Sit in a chair and move your upper body. Do uh, you know punching in the air or just swing your arms up and down or use dumbbells or soup cans or water jugs and just move your body and put some resistance in there if you want to. But and for people who have bad shoulders, you can do a lot of body weight exercise. You can do lunges. You can do squats. You can do other things that. It, can really, you can modify your workouts and you can modify your exercise. It's just important to move. Our bodies are made to move, our bodies are not meant to be sedentary. You know, if you look at the average American schedule right now, people get out of bed, they walk to the kitchen, they sit down, they make their food or they have their breakfast, then they get in their vehicle and they drive however many minutes to their office. And then they walk into their office or maybe they take the escalator or the elevator and they don't use the stairs they go sit at their office chair for eight hours a day then they get back in their vehicle they drive back home they eat their food and then they sit on the couch and watch tv for the whole rest of the night mm-hmm. and you know it's actually pretty crazy and pretty sad how little exercise we get as a country right now you know all this technology that we have all of the great advancements that we've seen to create more efficiency in our life has drastically reduced our ability to actually move and to keep our bodies healthy which is why we're seeing such an increase in obesity and diseases that go along with obesity like dr. Jared was talking about
0: and if you're listening right now and you're like well I have back pain or neck pain I know a couple of guys that could probably help you out <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, other than our office, right? Is we, we do some amazing things with pain, um, but ultimately our office, um, as you know, Chris, is is really focused on that the well being and the holistic portion of that person. Um, not only to get somebody out of pain so they can enjoy their hobbies and everything else, but but too, how many how many positive years can we actually add to that person's life or that family life that that's coming into our office?
2: You know, we had a a story come through our office just recently that I'd like to share because it goes right along with what we're just talking about. We had a woman into our office with severe back pain i mean to the point where she was a pca a personal care assistant in a uh, nursing home type place and her job was to help lift and carry and move elderly people around and she loved it she loved the people she loved being there she loved her job but she was actually sitting down with her husband talking about okay how financially can we work for me to quit my job because my body cannot take this anymore i'm in so much pain I feel like I can't give the best care that I'm supposed to give. And she was on the cusp of quitting a career and a job that she absolutely loved because she was in pain all the time. After coming into our office, it's been what, a month that she's been in our office? She literally came to us yesterday and said, I cannot believe how much better I feel at the end of my day. I was so close to quitting my job and my husband and I going into some financial stress but now that I'm getting adjusted, my body feels amazing. I'm able to move. I'm able to help. I'm better able to take care of her people at this nursing home. And she was so thankful and had so much gratitude. And so for those people out there listening right now, yeah, if you are, you know, another great excuse, and not a great excuse, but another big excuse that we hear a lot is I don't have the time, I don't have the energy, and I, my body doesn't feel very good when I exercise. Well, when you are getting your body adjusted and you are making sure that your nervous system is properly aligned, that your joints are moving properly, your body can be capable of so many more things. And so we want to make sure that, yes, if you do have an injury, we can work around that to let that injury heal. But when you get adjusted and you let that nerve flow through the joint and the muscles become strong again, your body can be capable of doing things that you haven't thought it capable of in years. All
0: right. So we touched on exercise. Uh, What about the nutrition aspect of it? Because obviously eating right is going to help dramatically too, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that one of the things that, you know, people can definitely do is go back like two or three podcasts and actually look at our nutrition podcasts, right? And so go through our vault, look at the nutrition podcast, but ultimately the the couple of the things that you really want to be looking at with your nutrition is how do I decrease my sugar, right? We've talked about sugar and sugar and sugar, I think on almost every (laughs) single podcast that we've had because... Because sugar, unfortunately, not only causes problems with our cartilage and breaking down joints, but it literally leads to that fat production and that fat storage um, that we're trying to get rid of when we talk about summer shape. And so when we're talking about exercise, it's it's super important to obviously increase the metabolic conditioning and your metabolic processes to help your body actually burn that fat. So the best way that people are going to uh, really be uh, aware of how to lose weight is going to not only be due to high intensity exercise, but ultimately how do you start reading labels, looking at the sugar and decreasing that sugar content to less than about 40 to 45 grams of sugar a day. The average American probably takes and uh, I'm just throwing a number out there. I haven't seen the recent research, but just in, in all reality, they probably take in somewhere between 100 and 150 grams of sugar a day, and that's 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 probably low end. I mean, you talk about just having a Coke or even two Cokes of uh, of like a 12 or 16 ounce bottle of Coke. There's like 64 ounces of sugar in that just alone. So you have two of those a day, and you're up to like 128, you know, um, um, grams of sugar just in two sittings. So I, I'm guessing my 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 guesstimate is probably way low on what the average American is taking in, in sugar uh, on a daily basis, and so just the number one thing—if you want to cut your weight—just pay attention to the sugar, the hidden sugars, and some of the additives that we're putting into our diet.
0: And it's not just the candy and the sodas. Uh, you guys in your office—you got to exp- talk to me about this real quick because you have sugar packets hanging from products.
2: <laughs> Tell me about that. where that
0: come from? Is that—that's
2: pretty much what you're talking
0: about here, right? The exactly.
2: Sugars? Sugar is hidden in so many things in our culture, and he, when you come into our office uh, for our last month, we've had this theme of spring cleaning and getting things out of your house that you're not even aware of how much it's affecting your body. So we had products like ketchup and barbecue sauce and a granola bar and juice and things like that, that we actually counted up how many grams of sugar was in that full container. And you would be shocked how much sugar was in those things. Uh, We had a 20 ounce can of Coke. And literally, if you counted up how many packets of sugar were in that, that thing stretched 10 feet long. (laughs) That's how much sugar you'd be consuming on a daily basis. And there's some people that drink two, three, four of those 20 ounces of soda, whether it's Coke or Mountain Dew or anything else. That's how much sugar is being put into your body. But another thing I want to touch on what Dr. Jared was talking about, you know, we have to get the sugar out of our bodies because not only is it affecting our metabolism, it's affecting our Uh, glucose intolerances, which is leading to diabetes, but it's also causing severe inflammation, which is a leading cause of why people are hurting so much when they move their body, why their joints are so affected because of the inflammatory responses from consuming so much sugar. So when you get sugar out of the diet, it decreases the inflammation, it improves your metabolism, and it decreases your chances of ever having diabetes. But another thing I want to talk about is one thing we really focus on in our office is not calories. Okay. We're not just counting calories because calories do not equal calories. Okay. I want you to think about something. If you have a handful of almonds and a Twinkie bar, they're both about 150 calories. Which one are you going to get more energy out of? Which one are you going to feel better after consuming? And which one do you think is going to have a better chance of you losing weight? I hope most people would say the almonds. Exactly. (laughs) Right. But if all we focus on is calories in calories out, we're missing so much of the nutritional aspect of what our body actually needs. And so, yes, we want to get the sugar. We want to get the processed foods. We want to get the inflammatory things out of the diet. And we can give people a pathway in order to do that very, very easily. But we also have to make sure that we are focusing on the proper nutrition as well, not just counting the calories.
0: What would you say to people that, uh, have, he- that can have sugar on a daily basis and then they-, they cut the sugar out of their diet and they're like, well, I just get headaches now. I feel even worse than before.
1: Well, exactly. And uh, sugar is a drug. I mean, they say it's highly addictive. It's actually as addictive as cocaine. And so when you go through it, because it's a drug, it's just like quitting smoking or alcohol or anything else, you're going to go through those withdrawal symptoms. And so yes, headaches are expected. Yes, body aches are expected. Yes, maybe your mood's going to change and become a little bit disturbed, or you're going to be becoming uh, a little bit more angry or short fused. Mm-hmm. Those are things that are all Um, kind of in line with those withdrawal-type symptoms. And so your body has to go through that detox. It has to go through those withdrawal symptoms in order to get to the other side and get to the point of where you want to go. Your body has to literally cleanse itself, get rid of the addiction, and ultimately start replacing those things with great lateral
2: shifts that we talk about in our office. When we do get those cranky people that are not so happy that they're (laughs) cutting sugar out, we talk to them about turning your body from a a sugar-burning machine into a fat-burning machine. Because if you really want to lose the weight, you have to be able to get your body to burn fat as energy and fat actually is a much cleaner form of energy in your body it will allow your body to have longer lasting energy and you don't have those crashes throughout the day i mean if you think about vast majority of americans they're eating a bagel or some sort of carbs that turns the sugar very rapidly or cereal or something like that in the mornings and then for lunch they're having some sort of sandwich with bread and more carbs and all that turns to sugar very rapidly. And so by one, two, three o'clock in the afternoon, their bodies are crashing because they're they're burning that sugar very rapidly. Sugar burns very quickly in your body, but then you crash. And your body's now saying, Oh, I'm hungry. I need to reach for something else, or I need caffeine, or something like that. You get that crash in the middle part of the day where you just feel like you need a nap. When you turn your body from a sugar burning machine to a fat burning machine, your energy lasts consistently throughout the day because your body is constantly burning the fat storages that you have. Specifically, if you want to lose that spare tire around the waist, I know that a lot of men and women deal with the love handles and that spare tire around their waist. That fat is extremely hard to burn just by exercising. You need to be able to change your body from that fat burning machine to a sugar burning machine. And it does usually take two to three weeks in order to transition your body from that. Once you remove all the sugar out of the diet. And so, yes, it you might go through some withdrawals that might not be comfortable, but that's the transitioning of changing from a a sugar burning machine to a fat burning machine. So eliminate the sugars, and you guys always say drink
1: lots of water. Obviously, tons of water. Half your body weight in ounces is just a, a, a good kind of baseline uh, that people should be following out there. Obviously, if you're if you're exercising way more than that, or if it's hot outside, you want to be obviously consuming more water as well. Um, if you've had a hard, heavy workout though, you can actually with your with your water content, you want you can add in like coconut water to get some electrolytes versus reaching for the Gatorade that's full of sugar or full of colorings or additives. Um, coconut water is a great natural uh, electrolyte that you can be putting back into your body as well. So lots of water, flush the sugar, and high-intensity exercise. That's the name of the ballgame. Just some great tips to get
0: in summer shape. Guys, if they uh, somebody wants to come into your office and start uh, seeing you guys, what's the phone number? How do we contact you?
1: They can uh, find us uh, either on the web at achievemywellness.com. They can find us on Facebook at Achieve Wellness, or they can reach out to our office anytime at 320-762-2055. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Chris.